Welcome to the Plot Twist Design Business Podcast. My name is Kelly Collier-Clark. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Duval Reynolds of Duval Interiors. Duval is located in Fairfax, Virginia. Stay tuned and let's get started. Hi, Duval. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I am. I'm good. I'm super excited to be here, actually. I'm very excited. Yes, I'm excited and been looking forward to this conversation. So before we dive into everything that we have to talk about today, I would just like to ask you to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everyone about your firm. Hello, my name is Duval. My firm is Duval Design. We're based in uh, Fairfax, Virginia. I am a residential interior designer. We do a little bit of light commercial work. Um, and I'm happy to be here. Nice. Very nice. And so let's see, where do I even start? Because you have had so many things going on lately. So I think I'm going to start by saying congratulations on the iconic home. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> Yes. So for everyone who may not be aware of exactly what that was about, can you share what it was and what your experience was with it? Sure. Um, so um, AD, uh, Architectural Digest, partnered up with um, Black Interior Designers Network, BIDN, to do a virtual show house. And they invited, I think, 12 Black interior designers and I think one Black interior uh, architect. architect. Um, to design the house and we were able to basically do a show house online for it to be global access to you know and so they asked me to do the garage and mm -hmm. the mudroom and the experience was um it was good <laughs> I don't know. it's one of those things it just was it, it was what you expect and it's not what you expect um so it was pretty awesome Okay. It seems like it was awesome. And I had to wonder because I, I've never done a show house physically or virtually, but I had to wonder about what that experience may have been like doing it virtual on such a large, you know, platform. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> actually I've never done, um, so we don't do a lot of, I don't know about you guys, but we don't do a lot of, um, 3d renderings. I do them every so often with some projects. Mm -hmm. um, but it's basically like doing that, like you're doing a 3D rendering. The difference was that we were on a very we were under a very tight timeline. Mm -hmm. And so they basically like get you set up. They give you a few weeks to manage it and then boom, everything is like turned in. And so for being on the outside, all it really was, was that they give you the space. They give you the parameters in which you're kind of working, working around. They give mm -hmm. you like a, like a client profile this is what we're thinking and this is what we're designing the space for, or who we're designing the space for. And they kind of gave us, I think they pretty much gave us free reign to do whatever we want. But of course, AD and the architect kind of comes back and they're giving you some suggestions or pointers and hey, like we were thinking this and or, hey, here's the room beside you. They're also using this material. Are you guys still gonna plan to use it? And um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, overall, it just feels like a, it feels like an online kind of like an e-design project just at a bigger scale. Okay. So Kelly, um, before we continue, 
yeah. you know, I've listened to all your podcasts. I just want to make sure you're giving me right to just like be real on this thing because I don't, I don't, Absolutely. I want to make, <laughs> I want to make sure like I'm saying the right things and I'm sounding polite. But <laughs> oh, please, this is totally non-scripted. Okay, good. Non-censored. I know, I know, we have questions or like things we want to talk about. I want, I want to kind of preface it by those who haven't. Mm -hmm. who don't know who I am like I I'm a pretty informal guy I, I usually try to just it is what it is I'm not trying to make something bigger than it is and I know all your other guests were so professional and I'm like I don't think I'm like that <laughs> no I don't think everybody was but absolutely not. So <laughs> okay good we're okay fine. we're fine Okay, so I'll pause for a second, then I'll start with the next question. Actually, no, I was okay with that being a part of the podcast. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not. I'm not looking to clean up. Like, let's. It is Good. what it is. All right. Being said, let's talk about yes. um, what's new, what's next, 2021, because I feel like we can't talk 2022 until yes. we talk about the major stuff that happened in 2021 and. You were on a team. So excited to see you on there as an ambassador. So, yes. I mean, how was it with you sharing your trend? And I don't recall, did you have to share about what's new or what's next? Okay. So, I told you we're going to be real, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, here we start. Yes, we are. So, actually, um, I honestly thought it was going to be something that it wasn't, to be completely honest. Like, I was very, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm so grateful to be asked and that always helps us you know your your profile and awareness and people knowing who you are but mm -hmm. it just it, on the inside it didn't look the same as it does from the outside right so we, we weren't there wasn't a lot of collaboration there wasn't a lot of like back and forth there wasn't a lot of like oh like we're really like digging into the mind of like these designers or at least not for me it wasn't Mm -hmm. um it was just kind of like they added our names to the roster they take your photos or your, you know your headshot and they post it and that was pretty much it. Then for me, I was um, given like a, I think they were asking us to do something about like diversity in um, hiring or something like that. That was the mm -hmm. panel that I was supposed to be on. That felt very unorganized. I think, I don't know what happened. I think they may have had some transition of people coming in and out of the organization. Mm -hmm. and, and it wasn't until like, I think either we were driving up or I got there and they were like, oh, your panel's been dropped. And so that was a what? very different, yeah, it was a very different experience for me. So I was just kind of like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Um, but I still had a chance to like, you know, go listen to Alvin's panel and mm -hmm. go see Travis and go see Kia and um, and just support. And I had never been to the New York Design Center. So that was also like awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, we made a trip of it. Like me, my assistant and my wife, we made a trip of it and we had fun. But it 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 wasn't what I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's still in my pocket kind of deal. And I have to agree with you and I'll just share mine really oh, quick. Yeah. Um, my experience was I was disappointed because I was not fully vaccinated yet. And oh. I didn't know you had to attend. Oh so, no. <laughs> I only had my first shot. So I was so torn that I couldn't go. So that was the first thing. But to your point about the organization, there definitely was changes in who we were emailing and who we started off with and who we oh, ended okay. up with, right? So my experience what? was the same with that part. Well, that's um, good. Okay, so it wasn't just yeah. us, so that's good. No. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think that was across the board. And then the other part of it was it took our time to do those write-ups and those surveys 
it was never communicated where it's going to be posted, if it's going to be on the Instagram feed or there not. And it looked to me, it looked very different than it did in the years in the past because cool. you know what I mean? Because we saw those designers post it on their page with what they yeah. talked about. Yeah. You know, so I randomly saw what I posted um the other day randomly <laughs> what i don't even think I, I one i don't even remember the survey that's the sad part and secondly i didn't even know they posted stuff to be they completely did. honest go and check I, and yourself I, out oh and i and i mean I, something. I know right i mean my thing is like i don't want to i don't uh, definitely not talking down about them and like obviously sure. like it was awesome that we were included etc mm -hmm. i think it's just also for those like younger designers like I know I'm looking into like all these things and thinking they're going to be something they're not. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm finding out that it really is just a lot of smoke and mirrors, ain't it? I mean, it's a lot of illusions. Sometimes it is. And I think I'm kind of shocked about how many. And yeah. I felt like it, it was way too many to manage. Like, it 4, I don't know. <laughs> it was just too many. I don't know and like you said it's not about this is just real this was our experience and it's not yeah, yeah. about um downplaying them at all because it i thought it, i just thought it was gonna be a little bit different so maybe yeah. because of the changes covid you name it that's the excuse for everything right so yeah. it just it was nice to say that i was an ambassador and right. everything's still up there because yep. it definitely still was an achievement but um, it's a shame about the panel and how that worked out. And I just think it was an issue with the changes maybe in their staffing. Yeah, that's what I come leaning toward. I think it was just, it, they were just going through stuff, Avi. And so mm -hmm. they've done this a while and I'm sure it'll get better every year. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, you know, we have it in our pocket. It's good for us. So on for to the next, right? Yes. So now we can rewind a little bit because, I mean, I read a lot about you. I always laugh and joke and say how I feel like doing this podcast has turned me into a reporter so or a stalker or a stalker <laughs> no. yep i've been all on your website so <laughs> tell me so having over 10 years in this industry uh -huh. how did your journey begin as a designer so i started off at a company called california closets and <clears throat> when i moved into this area i just needed to get a job and so i i applied to like 90 places i landed this job there as a receptionist and I was there with them for um, a total of 12 years. I went from a receptionist to like, and I kept moving up the ladder, right? To admin mm -hmm. assistant, executive assistant. Then I started managing parts of their payroll and HR and then eventually took over. Then I became like a part-time designer there. And at that time, I then went back to get my degree in interior design because it started to like make sense for me. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, don't, I didn't ever become a full-time designer but then I became their design and sales manager, which was, you know, so I oversaw the designers and mm -hmm. still oversaw the payroll and 401. And then the corporate office bought the company back. And so I stayed on for like another two years at that point. Um, and then I just, I was just our sales and design and sales director, basically. And then I managed mm -hmm. our operation or oversaw some parts of operations. And then in 2017, um, I decided to go out on my own and then I've been doing Duval design since September. Yeah. So we're almost, I think like almost like four and a half years. Wow. That's a great story because, Is it though? yep. Because you know what <laughs> I picked up in, in what you just shared versus what I read is that you didn't become a full-time designer there, but you literally was promoted in oversaw the designers yes a part of so. actually a part of that was because don't mean to cut you off but a part of that mm -hmm. was because my 
numbers in sales mm -hmm. were higher as a part-time person than several you know, than other okay. designers. And in a couple of months, I had gotten most sales in the month. So they were seeing that right. even part-time, I was ahead of the pack. Um, yeah. But that's what inspiring. I wanted to bookmark it because it's inspiring because I feel like sometimes people have this chronological of things and think that it's just one way to get where you're going, but yeah. it's not, you know? No, Lord, no. Yeah, and so... I don't know though what made you decide to fully commit to being a business owner because it's a difference you know on your own what made you decide yeah. to just bite the bullet and say this is what I want to do it was a whole bunch of stuff to be honest and I don't think it was like you know I don't think it was like one what was I mean it was a camel that you know, was straw that broke the camel's back to some degree but I did notice that when as a manager and like I was overseeing design. And so every design that came out of the company, and I think I might have had like 15 designers at the time, I had to review every design. Then I had to do what's called, um, like I had to submit the projects at one point. So every project had to come back to my desk. I had to review it and I had to prep it to go to a, you know, a third party um, manufacturing plant. It was just a lot of like logistics. And then I noticed that I wasn't able to be creative at all. I was basically mm -hmm. babysitting it. And at that point, it was just like, you know what? I'm not designing. I'm not creating. I'm I'm basically customer service here, here and just, mm -hmm. you know. And then looking around, and I mean, to be honest, I was just like, you know what? If these people can run this company, oh, my God, <laughs> right. I can run my own company. And then, I, right? And then I'm looking at them like, y'all ain't smarter than me. Like, none of y'all are smarter than me. <laughs> Love it. Right? And I'm not, I'm not sitting here acting like I'm so smart because God knows once you meet me, you'll be like, oh, God. How is he running a business? <laughs> but at the same time, I was just like, y'all ain't doing, y'all ain't spent more special than I am. And I think I can do this. And so obviously I had started putting money aside and had some 401 that I could bank on. I was making very good money there. Mm -hmm. And so I had a, a decent cushion that I felt like I could have sat on, you know, for like a year or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I decided to reinvest it. And I was like, I think all of that kind of gave me some play. And then I just felt like, I mean, I've heard you guys talk on here about you know, your faith and what you believe. And I just felt like the Lord was like, hey, like you've been here long enough. It's time we need to go. And so I was like, all right, it's time to go. Yeah. And so it was literally like a day before my 12 years that, it, I mean, so I call it 12 years right before then that I was like, okay, I'm out. Wow. Wow. I'm sure they were shocked. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I obviously gave them like, I gave them, I had, when they, when they did the acquisition, um, mm -hmm. I felt like I was a part of the reason why that happened because I was trying to leave oh. at that point. And then I stayed okay. another like, two years I think or a year and a half and they knew within six months before I left it was very clear clear I'm leaving okay. and I think they thought I could I would stay because I had too many positions I was over for them to just for me to just walk out and I ain't, I ain't gonna do anybody like that whether I like you or not sure. I'm not gonna bail on somebody mm -hmm. but it was like maybe two months two and a half months I think they didn't think I was serious I was like I'm actually leaving here's the final day like I'm not like <laughs> So, and then I stayed that, you know, when I left, I stayed, was a Friday I left, I stayed till five o'clock, made sure all my emails were out and I was closed out. I made sure they didn't have any other questions for me. Nice. I'm like, I'm like out. Yes. <laughs> that had to be a liberating feeling. I hope, I look forward to experiencing that feeling one day. So. Oh my gosh. First off, well, you got 90,000 jobs, which I found out <laughs> earlier today. So I don't know how yes. you're going to get out of that. Secondly, 
for those who are coming out, which one of the things that I did do is I actually took off about two months and and it wasn't really taking off, you know, like I mm-hmm. took off about two months and then I did, I think the week after I left, I think I quit on a Friday and I think maybe that Monday or Tuesday, I went to like this, um, like a, it's almost like a deliverance ministry out in North Carolina. And I was out there for like four or five days with like just these uh, deliverance counselors. And I just wanted to make sure I didn't take that old life into my new, in my Ooh. new, you know what I mean? Like into where the Lord was taking me, right? So I think that was very helpful for anybody who is coming out. And if you choose to do that, like mm-hmm. just kind of like the pressures of what it was that you find to be normal at this point, you don't realize you're under this like level of stress and the, or resentment if, you, if you're leaving your job because you're not happy or being unfulfilled. I didn't want mm-hmm. any of that to go with me. And nice. so I took a week off to go do that. And then like the next two months, I was just kind of planning my, I was kind of strategizing what I was going to do. That's kind of how that turned into that. Uh, I like that. I think that's a unique story, um, mainly because what I hear different is that a lot of were already running a firm, right? Yeah, which I think is great, by the way. Please, I'm not knocking that at all. No, I didn't. I didn't think so, but I think okay. it's. It was like a clean. I feel like you had a cleaner start. If I did, that makes sense, right? I absolutely did. Now I was doing work. I was doing small projects here and there for like years before that because I was like building up like my kind of like game plan. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't having like a client every day. Like I was definitely not doing projects every day. I definitely wasn't doing the business like okay you were doing. Like you guys, you guys are like running like multiple things. But I had a clean, a clean break. Yeah, it sounds like it was definitely worth it. And that's something that I will take note and hopefully it will help somebody else for sure. So um, and now in the D.C. area, how would you say businesses and for regard to whether it's budget or fluid, like between D.C., Virginia and Maryland? Oh, that's a good question, Um, because oh, that's a good question. I don't know how to answer that because <laughs> Virginia and Maryland are so different. And then you have your neighborhoods that are different. So one place in Maryland, it's going to be very different from another place in Maryland. So it's not the state of Maryland that's making them different. It's their communities, right? Gotcha. Um, one can be, yeah. And then the, I guess the same in Virginia. And then we, I kind of stopped taking work in DC and Maryland at this point because we're getting very what's the word, um, spoiled. So I don't, I'm choosing, not, I'm choosing not to travel if I don't have to, but we have a couple right. clients here and there, but um, I don't think I noticed too much a difference in the clients per state, but mm-hmm. economic statuses, yes, there are very clear differences, if you know what I mean. Of course, of course I yeah. do. And Pennsylvania is very much like that. So Philadelphia it just depends. Uh, it's the luck of the draw, but I find for me here in the county and outside of PA, Jersey, Delaware, is where I have I have found clients who I'll just say they have an appreciation for this being a luxury service. Ah, wait, you do work in Jersey and Delaware? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I do, and I actually it's funny. I have one client right now um, who is a hybrid project in Maryland. And I drove to Maryland for the consultation and I charged more, but as you should, she found me on Instagram. So so you just, so you just coming in our territory. You think that's okay. okay? (laughs) So you trying to take our clients. That's dirty. So in there and I was just like, are you, and it was funny because I'm like, 
all of these people, but the truth is you never know who's watching you. And that's what they taught me. Oh my gosh, for sure. Right. You never know who's watching you from where. And the furthest client I had prior to that was Virginia, but they were virtual. You were in Virginia? No, it was e-design. I don't care, Kelly. See, you real messy. <laughs> Kelly Collier Clark, you real messy. You're going to come on this podcast. You're going to have me on <laughs> just to tell me you're still in our clients. Like, that is that tragedy. Was, that was like two years ago. That was two years ago. <laughs> okay, now I know now, how you Now I know how you play. I'm going to tell them to call Duval. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, okay. I hear you, girl. Yes. But first of all, I love your work. Let's talk Thank about you. your design aesthetic. So how would you define it? Because I know what I read, but I want to hear you say it. I don't, I, I wish I was one of those designers that was like, oh, this is what we do. Uh, we don't have an aesthetic. We don't. Mm-hmm. We don't have one. It's so, <clears throat> and I hate being that designer who's like, oh yeah, we design for the client. I mean, honestly, it's what we do. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at our work, I think a lot of our clients would assume that we're very modern farmhouse, clean and, you know, clean lines. But I, I don't have a definition yet. I think we we try to make every project look very finished. We try to make everything look very effortless is, is a mm-hmm. real goal of mine. I don't like any room to feel too like stagey, although you know we stage it for photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more particular about niching my client versus niching my aesthetic, if that makes any sense. It does. It does. And when I read that, because you talked about that. On yes, your I did. Website. I do. Yeah. Yep. And what I liked about it is that I share the same school of thought where obviously we have our personal likes, but for business, I don't just offer one type of aesthetic, but you do find that you're educating your client and you're helping them them to figure out what they like. Cause a lot of times they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. I heard Joy Moeller. Was she, was she on your podcast or no, she was on something I heard. Love her. Was it her? It might have been. She was the one. I think you asked her the same question, and she was just like, "No, I don't have a design aesthetic." And for her to be at the caliber that she's yeah. at, I'm yeah. like, first <laughs> off, she legit. Like, she's legit, legit. Yeah. And um, secondly, I agree with her. Like, I don't, I don't think I want to be. Um, what is? How does she say? Like, they are. Um, like you can expect something from them. Like you can expect the same look. What is that called? Right. So predictable. Predictable. That's what she says. She was Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to be predictable. And I'm like, I completely get that. But can I speak to this for a second? I I told you I'm trying not to do tangents really, but I am finding though, we don't have a design aesthetic, right? And so even what you see on our website, we have several projects that are out right now that we're coming to completion that are completely different than what you see. Like we have one that's very traditional, which we Mm -hmm. don't do traditional design generally. We have one that's almost thematic. It's it's kind of leaning toward like this Harry Potter kind of um, darker, almost like um, a Paul Revere kind of feeling with these stones that we're adding and it feels Mm -hmm. old, like old world. Then we have um, another project that's, um, very glam. And then we have a beachy project that's very like, it's, it looks like you're in the islands, right? Nice. So the problem with that though, is that I do like the idea of niching because you can start like minimizing your resources and okay. you can keep like a smaller pool of resources, right? But when you don't have a design aesthetic, it is so much work because there's so much research every single time. So let's say someone who has a a specific look, 
you're usually going to use the same vendors. You have the same product products. You're using the same fabric lines. You're working with the same kind of hardware. You have kind of like your go-tos, right? And mm-hmm. if it's not your go-tos, you at least have your same go-to stores because they're providing that look. Mm-hmm. But when you are across the board, I have so many accounts I have to open. I have so many different fabric lines that we have to kind of like keep around mm-hmm. because you just have to go from very modern clean lines and a glass tabletop with like, you know, hammered metal. And then the next one has to be a very ornate and I have to have details on which wood finish am I going with and how am I going to do the stitching and the nail heads. Mm -hmm. I I don't know whether or not we should start niching, but what are your thoughts about that? So my thought is similar because I was approached with a farmhouse glam um, dining room. And that Mm -hmm. was like towards the end of my first year and farmhouse wasn't my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Glam was, but I was actually at the point where I felt like my style was evolving and I didn't like glam anymore. So here I was presented with something I'm outgrowing plus something Mm -hmm. I know nothing about. So to your point, I had to do research. Mm -hmm. And of course, I rose to the occasion and she loved her dining room. And um, when Ricardo said he loved how I did the table, I knew I did something. (gasps) You know he loves some glam. (laughs) He says he doesn't, but he does. Hey, (laughs) Don. But when he said I did a good job on layering that table, you couldn't tell me nothing because, but, but honestly, it's not even about that. Obviously we're not really looking for validation per se, but when you hear somebody else who does a similar aesthetic with on the glam side, right. And also setting tables, that's not something we do in every project. No, we don't. Right. So do you know how much I spent at Z Gallery on this table setting? (laughs) (laughs) More than you wanted to spend and probably more than you budgeted. Yep. And it was more than she expected, but I tried to warn my client, you know, and this where you, this is where you get into the educating your client for chargers, plates, napkins, a runner, glasses. It's not going to be cheap. Yeah. No, <laughs> so do you have like a, did you ever come out with like a standard budget now that you just kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, now I haven't set a whole table since let's uh-huh. say that. And then, but, to but now Thankfully, I have that spreadsheet as a reference to say, you know, to a future client, okay, we need to go up, you know, three more thousand dollars because it's going to be a lot to do this table. So, (laughs) yep. (laughs) Right. So it's a blessing and a curse because in a sense, you're getting your feet wet. You are experiencing all of these different aesthetics. So you kind of now have a library, right, of resources and fabrics and stuff. But you also to get there is a lot of work and I'm probably nowhere near where you are with resources and accounts and stuff like that. So it's a lot. Every time I've ever shown somebody, they're like, I'm like, no, we're actually using all of these. Like these are people that are active. It's, it's really bad. Yeah. It it seems like it, but I will say this a little off topic, but off topic, but on topic, since I have a actual official office location and started reaching out to vendors, I will say I'm very excited about setting up appointments for them to come. Yes. Stuff because I look forward to opening up more accounts. And yes. So, look at yeah. you. So the growth part and having my little library, I'll make sure I had to share it with you. When Ooh, I tell you what, this library, oh my God, we're just trying to find somebody to just come in, just like clean it up, man. Like, ugh. I can't imagine, but so 
Just out of curiosity, I want to pivot a little bit and talk yeah. about um, your experiences as an entrepreneur because you are super business savvy. I already gathered that. Um, so <laughs> overall, what would you say has been your biggest challenge, you know, to date? Is there something that sticks out as being, you know, from being a designer and or an entrepreneur? Kelly Collier Clark. <laughs> I'm going to go with all of it. That was a loaded <laughs> question, I know. You know, all of it's hard. It's all hard. I think, yeah. Like anybody who's in the game, if y'all saying it's not hard, you lying. All y'all lying. True. It's all, it's all hard, I think. And every at every stage of the business is something else, right? <clears throat> you know, at one point it was like trying to get accounts and another stage of your business, you're trying to keep the account. You know, now you got to spend $30,000 a year just to keep the account open. And then, mm. so every part I think has been tricky creatively. Like, do you still have something to give like when you're burnt out and mm -hmm. um, the contracts and pricing, am I making enough money, my profitability, like all of those things, every part of the business, marketing, like your brand, your name, your recognition, awareness. Mm -hmm. It's all hard. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here in front like it's not. And I think right now where we are at our business, um, I think what we're uh, struggling, I'm struggling. I think this is the struggle for us right now is scaling. It's mm. how to properly scale. You know, I keep bringing people into the company and I'm finding that this isn't working. That's not working. And, it, and it's no fault to these designers or whoever we bring on. Well, some of it's not. Mm. Um, and just kind of knowing like, what is it that we need? Mm -hmm. And then always feeling like, do I have enough money? Like, do I have enough money to pay this person? Like, and do I have enough, like, are they making enough for them to want to stay here? And mm -hmm. I think that's where I'm struggling right now. That's, let me tell you something. You saying it made me just wipe the sweat off my brow. Because why? the reason why I'll tell you, I'll be, I'm always fully transparent because yeah. literally at the end of the year, I hired two people part-time as needed, right? Okay. Well, so one part-time is needed for mainly for e-design and install. Cause that's where I figured out I need the most help. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I hired um, an admin, which is uh, virtually, but what I found once I got through the crazy part of the end of the year, I'm like, okay, should I have hired both of these people? Should, uh, do I have enough for them to do right now? Because yeah. as you know, the beginning of the year tends to be slower, at least for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right until spring so I literally had a zoom today talking to my admin like I don't want you to go anywhere so let's talk right <laughs> let's talk <laughs> so and it worked out but it's nice to hear that okay not nice to hear that you're struggling but nice to hear that this is something that's a work in progress for everybody at every level yeah I mean I've talked to so many other designers too and for those who are looking to scale I feel like the research that I've done I feel like nobody has the right answer like literally nobody has given me like a straight answer like this is what you need to do now mm -hmm. you know we have some people who say okay if you're operating at this number or you're operating at this number you might need to have two or three different people whatever mm -hmm. but everyone what I've gathered and how I've listened and taking it in they always are saying it's like a leap of faith mm -hmm. it's one of those things like you you probably don't have the money but what you do is you bring the people on and you find the money. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you need to go out here and be stupid, like, right? Like, sure. use your brain. But if if you have some income, you have some money that you can sit on, you have a little bit in your pocket, there is a level of just kind of jumping out there and making it work. And that's, mm -hmm. that's from people who are running multi, multi-million dollar businesses are telling right. the same thing. So Okay. And it makes sense. But it actually prompts another question. Yeah. So have you ever brought in interns? Yes. Actually, okay. my design assistant now, 
Oh, we love her, by the way. She started off as an intern a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just, she's from PA, by the way. And she nice. is just, her work ethic was what I wanted. And her, mm-hmm. and culturally she fits. So mm-hmm. she had to go back to school. And I had hit her up like after that. I was just like, hey, have you ever come back in this area? Like, please let me know. And she was like, oh, I'm not, I, I don't plan to come back up there. And I'm like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. And then literally the Lord works some stuff out. Yes. Timing where we were actually losing some people here and Mm -hmm. it was time for her to come on and she came and basically replaced two people and she is phenomenal. She's exactly what we wanted. So I started her off as an intern and then she's full-time with me now. I love it. So we're thinking about trying to get an intern now. We actually were talking to somebody. So next week we're putting out another ad to have an intern. Okay. I think that's great. And I've heard other, you know, designers say they bring in interns first. Yeah. But to your point, you do have to start somewhere. And for me, because I do so many things, I do wear a lot of hats (laughs) in order for me to continue and not be burnt out all year instead of just be burning out every fourth quarter. (laughs) No, I get it. Yeah, somebody else has to do something else. Some of it. I'll tell you for for that to speak to that and and for anybody else who may listen be listening what has helped Mm -hmm. me out is once my processes were in place Mm -hmm. and i divided my entire company processes into departments so i am able to say every step of the way i know whose department should be handling in it and if it were something like let's say administration Mm -hmm. now i have my list of what administration can do so I don't need to do those certain things. I don't need to send the contract out to the client. I don't need to collect the deposit on that. I don't need to follow up with them with a, a, a kind email and give them directions for next steps. I don't need to do that. Actually, someone else can do that, right? Mm-hmm. And then things with like trade day and, and managing your trade and like getting accounts open or ordering fabric samples, whatever. I don't have to do all those things. Someone else can do it. Mm-hmm. Once I did that, I started noticing where I'm needed in the business and what was left open for someone else to do. That kind of helped guide how we are um, scaling nice. Yeah, yeah. Those you just dropped some gems because I literally you took notes because <laughs> so I'm serious <laughs> because and I hope somebody else rewinds it and writes it <laughs> because I'm so serious and you know this is how I know you are. We think very similar because Good. I came into this thinking as a business person who just so happens to love design, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in a sense, but when you run your business on a it, it reminds me of corporate, right? When you mm-hmm. said departments, but when you run your business like that and you um up, so to say, it really helps you with clarity. It's a yeah, good. No, it does. I love that. Yeah, I, 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 I like. I was, like yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, yeah, like I was sharing with you earlier, like I feel like, you know, I see all these other designers and they're amazing and they're creative and they're like, I mean, so talented. Like, so many people are so talented. All your guests have been so talented. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily call myself a designer. I feel like I'm a businessman who so happens to have a design firm. I'm not sitting here acting like, oh my God, I'm not creative and I don't know how to design. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. I just know where my strength is and my strength mm-hmm. is in my business. And yeah. which is why I think we're we're not as successful as we'd like to be, but I honestly attribute a lot of our success to being business savvy than mm-hmm. being like, I'm not the most creative designer. Like you can look at my website, I'm not. It is what it is though. But I do think that, a lot of designers think that our business is so um, specific and we're so unique. No, it's a business. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, they don't, they don't have preaching. I mean, it's true. Like they don't have true. interior design business school. They don't have like, you know, mechanic business school. Business is business. It's sales. It's, you know, expenses. It's marketing. It's operations. Like 
business is business and we have to run our businesses accordingly. It's as simple as that. I love it. And it's so, so true because here's the thing. I remember one of my closest, dearest cousins told me to my face that (laughs) I am not, she was like, you're not a creative, you're a business person. And I was offended at first, right? I was offended because I was like the first year into this made it when I made it official business, I always helping people for free Uh for years. So I was offended. Like, how dare you? How dare you? Right. I am a creative. I like colorful (laughs) stuff. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I literally started second guessing myself for five minutes. But what I quickly found out, Duval, is Girl. that is brilliant. And thank you, because I am a business person. And, and ain't it a business? Ain't it a business? <laughs> yes. You can't tell me nothing else. It ain't nothing right. but a business. That's all this is. And it is. And sales is a huge part of what we do. Right? It's all we do. Everything mm-hmm. we do is selling. Well, it's, you're selling an idea. You're selling an expression. You're selling a fabric. You're selling a sofa. You're doing nothing but selling. Yeah, I think this is a great conversation. And this is something different. I don't think I've dived this much into in any other conversation. But the business side is so, so, so important. And people who are coming from business backgrounds, please don't discount it. Oh, my gosh. No, I feel like they have a leg up. If you know business, you have a leg up. Easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, So I do want to pivot and Mm -hmm. talk to you about something from a male perspective that I don't think I've ever asked before. Um, Because I ask women a lot, how do you balance your, you know, mom and being this and a wife, but as a husband and business owner and a dog dad, (laughs) because I can't discount that at all. right Right. How do you balance everything? Kelly Collier Clark. <laughs> Girl, I ain't balancing nothing. <laughs> I ain't balancing nothing. I don't know who you're talking to. Um, no, it's, I mean, like anybody, right? And mm-hmm. I can't, I couldn't even imagine being a mom. I couldn't imagine having the responsibility and pressures of like what women feel like they have to be the charge of the household, like whether they agree to that or not. Like I, I couldn't imagine, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm absolutely not in that position. And as a male, I think, you know, we have leniency to put work first and we're given kind of like, <clears throat> you know, like, I don't feel like we're um, penalized for um, working a lot and doing all those things. So I honestly cannot even in mm-hmm. any way compare it to what women go through. It's not fair. Um, but for us, what we do is so my wife is a flight paramedic for DOD currently. And so she has long shifts. So she'll do like 24 hours, 32 and 36 hour shifts at different times. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways that we try to balance it is that anytime she's at work for a 24-hour shift, I will generally stay at work. So I'll get in about, I'll leave out of the morning with her at 5 a.m. I get to my office about 5.30 and I'll stay at about 10 p.m., 11 p.m. to maximize my time. So I can almost do a double shift in a day, right? Mm-hmm. And then this way I can always be home at 5.30 any other day that she's actually home. So I can just work a normal day. And then I try to, like, if she works all day Friday, she'll get home 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning. And then I'll come in on to the office for six hours to give her time to, like, nap. And mm-hmm. she, just, she never sleeps six hours, but I'll give her time and space. And I try mm-hmm. to make up time then. That's kind of how we're trying to balance it so that I can do double time at the office. Because, you know, running a business is a 24-hour job. Oh, yeah. Um, but yes. I do, it is, right? And so I do try to make effort to be present when I'm with her. Like, I just don't think it's fair otherwise. I like that. And that being present part, that is a challenge. Um, well, I'm not good at it. I said I tried. <laughs> but I'm with you. Listen, I tried too, because 
it's a thing, right? It listen, it is. And I think before I got married, my relationship got better when I started being a business owner because yeah. he works a lot and he also has a business, right? Ah, that does right? help. Yes. So now you I get it. Like complaining, right? Yes. And now I get it to the point where if we're watching a movie or something, I now have to challenge myself to put the phone down yeah. or, you know, and to be present. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. It it's a struggle. Yes. It is you, a struggle. You got 90 businesses. <laughs> do, you, do your podcast listeners know what you do? They you all do know. They all do. And you know what's funny? What was I doing before we started this podcast? Cooking. You were cooking. You were Early. washing dishes. You were... <laughs> <laughs> right? So. Oh, Lord. It's definitely lots of balance. And to come up for air in between things. Yeah. It's true. So it's it's always a work in progress, but it's refreshing to hear that you do make the effort. You know, a lot of times there are stigmas that go with us as men and women. Yeah. And sometimes we assume, no, you know, do. men don't care. They can work as long as they want. They don't have to, you know, worry about certain things. But it's nice to hear that you do and you're intentional about um, trying. So, yeah, again, I, I'm not the best at it and we don't have kids. So I cannot, again, make that comparison. And mm -hmm. we're not running like multi multi million dollar companies. So, I mean, I'm sure the struggle is different as we as we scale up. But okay. at this point, we're trying. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's a lot to be said about that. And I think one of the things I noticed, which I want to get into next about yeah. High Point, because that's okay. where we officially met in person. Yes! For the first time. That's right. I was <laughs> like, yep. who is that? You were like, my name is Kelly Collier-Clark. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Kelly Collier-Clark. <laughs> and what happened? I feel like you had your whole entourage with you. We were taking pictures. You were filming. Always taking pictures. Always filming. Listen. Yes. And you had to, right? So that was fun. It was really fun meeting in person. And then yes. we learned really quick that we were on a team together for Style yes. 2022. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations to you too. I'm so excited. So you a, a big deal now. Look at you. Listen, we are, we are a big deal. I can't play with you yet. Uh-uh. Listen, wait until <laughs> no, wait until we have those dinners. <laughs> oh Lord, please don't act up. Um, one of the designers while we were on the last call, she was like party in your room at uh, after dinner. I was like, what? I that is hilarious. Okay. <laughs> I can't imagine. But no, seriously, all jokes aside, I feel like we are fortunate to have the opportunity and I'm looking forward to it and I can't wait because I feel like also it'll be a great way to learn more about products that we might oh not gosh. know about yet of course um so what do you look forward to the most about sharing all year this is a whole year of commitment we have oh right um um, I mean, this is only going to make me better. And 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 beyond it being a style spotter, they're like putting a challenge on us, right? Like I really mm -hmm. am challenged to know product better. I'm challenged to see something new. I'm challenged to tr uh, step outside of my comfort zone. You know, when I go to market, I'm very strategic. I know exactly where I'm going. I set up my meetings. I'm in there. I do my work. I'm not just socializing. Mm -hmm. me, although I do socialize a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm very strategic about it. But this time they're making me step outside of the outside of my comfort zone, which I, it's only going to make us better designers, right? Like I'm going to mm -hmm. find new places and new products I would have never checked out. So yeah. I'm excited about that. What about, yep. you? what about you? I am looking forward to actually learning more about each brand. Like mm, yeah, you know yeah, how yeah. 
because previously you walk through all of these showrooms and obviously we we are clear on what type of furniture is there yeah, yeah, yeah. Clear on certain things however a lot of times it's so busy you don't really get much time unless you make the appointments like yeah. you've been good about i have not so i've i'm like who's who's the rep for philly and get a card and keep going uh, gotcha, gotcha you know gotcha. what i mean and i think for me is I've already, like we shared earlier, um, we've already started our homework. So, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think that for me is definitely going to make me a stronger designer. Yeah. It's going to make me stronger, smarter, and I'll get to know more people, like yeah. new people on the team, um, get to know more of the vendors and build those relationships. And I just look forward to sharing more of me because I don't think you always get to share really what your style is as much in the beginning of your design career because you know we don't have a budget yet certain yeah. things so for me i'm looking forward to sharing you know some things that people might think i don't know anything about or that i don't oh, or man. i wouldn't like you know they're gonna be like this kid is all over the place like guys i'm just doing <laughs> the best i can do like let me just do me Oh yeah, don't look for no themes. Oh yeah, oh my gosh, they're gonna be like that was two seasons ago. I'm like, I don't know, I like it I today. Care. I will tell you, I like it right now. Like, I like it right why. now. So <laughs> listen, the pandemic has us all behind anyway. Some right? of the stuff I'm still seeing from 2019, 20 yeah, 2019 market. So oh, okay, okay, good. No, it's, I'm serious. Like it's not going to be all stuff that just came out today. No, I don't think so. I mean, no. even yeah, no, I'm 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 very sure of that. But yeah, I don't think so. And I know for a fact that there are some design friends of ours who have furniture coming out that was delayed because of COVID. Ooh, yep, so I'm yep, hoping yep. to see I some heard. of that come out. Love that. Um, so that's another thing I'm looking forward to because I would love to spot some of their stuff. You know, uh, already on it. Yep. Oh, now I gotta hurry up because I don't want you to see it first. See, this is the part about being friends that is not the best. <laughs> now we're gonna be racing to see <laughs> coming out. You're so, behind. No. I'm gonna just text you like, did you already spot this? Just tell me. <laughs> no, you got this. We're gonna we're actually gonna make a lot of effort to like spot some places that we have not been. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So one question I will ask you in your yeah. opinion, because I've heard mixed reviews, but I always like to give everybody a chance to hear how every designer feels about market. So for those who are new okay. and haven't been to market yet, how important do you feel it is to go to market or any of the furniture markets? Oh, man. It's so funny because <clears throat> uh, I'm obsessed with market. Let's just leave it at that. I'm going to start there at least. Mm -hmm. um, when I was first designing, it wasn't a big deal. And so I had I didn't go. And then I would go maybe like once a year. Now we go twice a year. And I mean, it's required for the whole team. It's coming every every year, twice a year. Mm -hmm. And the reason why for us, I think beforehand, it was just great inspiration, right? Like it's great mm -hmm. inspiration. It's great like seeing stuff and meeting people. Now the projects that we work on, like we are sourcing so much stuff. Mm -hmm. And so for one house, like, you know, we're like one of our projects, 8,000 square foot house, we're sourcing mm -hmm. for all three floors. You wow. better know your product. The client is not sitting on a single thing. They haven't touched or felt it. And they're trusting you to make all of these decisions. And you're not picking one sofa. I have mm -hmm. a sectional here. I have a sectional here. I have some armless chairs here. I have bedding here. I have tables and stools and dining chairs. Like 
office chairs, office desks, beds. Like, I mean, it's everything. So you can't get away with just sourcing it online and thinking that's okay. Mm -hmm. And then we make a lot of effort to not use retail other than Mm -hmm. last minute things. Like you might've screwed something up and you need to rush and get something. Mm -hmm. Or we might do like a quick, um, we'll do like maybe a quick accessory haul, right? Like I'll definitely Mm -hmm. use local for that. Uh, And I'm not opposed to using anything I can get my hands on. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you sell that much furniture to one client, you Mm -hmm. have to know your product well. And the only way I can do that with these trade vendors who don't sell at retail stores is I need to go see it in person. And that's where market is for me. Mm -hmm. So that was what I was talking about. When we go um, strategic, you know, I set up my hours in Vanguard. I'm there for three hours and I'm literally sitting on everything. I take my picture. I write my notes. I like the pitch of this. I like how my arm sits. Oh, I can feel the frame under my leg. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And now we have team members who are different sizes. I'm six feet. My wife, six foot. My wife is five, three. Hey, baby, sit on this. How do you feel about this? Oh, you don't like it? What do you not like about it? I mean, mm-hmm. we're vi- like, we're working, right? Yes. So it to me is, um, it's imperative. It's, there's, I don't have an option at this point. That's super smart. And I oh. think, yeah, you make a good point about it because, <sighs> wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? I think the main reason I say that I pause for a second is because I don't want to bash any retail stores, right? Okay, okay. That's not what we're here for. Not here for that. The point is, you can go to Macy's Furniture Gallery, been there, sourced from there before, uh-huh. didn't have a choice, didn't have accounts yet. Certain things with Raymar and Flanagan, if you're doing e design or just different baskets yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's something to be said about, okay, what, what I learned from experience is you have to sit on a sofa and you see, you know, how that feels yeah. and how if somebody's tall, they don't. I mean, as soon yeah. as we got married and moved into the same, my husband was like, we need a new sectional. It's too low. And he's yeah, taller. So exactly. like, and you're like, this is the perfect size. What are you talking about? Right. I'm like, but I had it for 12 years. What do you yeah. mean? It's, yeah. it's leather. Yeah. <laughs> but we, it has to we, go. We have a set of clients and they're both over, like, I think she's even six one maybe. And I think wow. he's like six. I don't know. He might be six four. He might not be that tall, but six three, six four at least. Mm-hmm. And you have to know what what is going to work for them, what is not going to work for them. Like that's not, you know. And then you mm-hmm. think about our older clients who mm-hmm. getting up and in and out of a chair is not so simple. And then they're trusting you with hundreds of thousands of dollars. You don't mm-hmm. just blindly select something. Yeah. But you know. But then there are the designers who, if they have a niche. They know their product so well, they don't have to go to market every time because they've sold the product. They know the product. They know how it sits. Mm-hmm. And so they're able to use a frame and then change out the fabric, change the trim, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for them, they don't have to. And I, that makes sense for me. But for yeah. us, we have. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's to me, it, it says a lot. Now I understand why people go every market or once a year, because before initially, from the first time, I was like, why do people come here? And first of all, you can't see everything the first time. Oh, my God. You know, I still haven't seen everything. Girl, I've been so many times. I still am like, I know four stores. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you're lucky if you remember how to get to something. Oh, my gosh. Right. So I think it's very important. And I feel like I've been on a soapbox for High Point since I went. And it's oh, not wait, wait, the, wait, wait, anything. Wait, was that your first time going? No, my oh. first time going was fall of 2019. Okay. And I started the business February 2019. 
Oh, wow. So I went the first year by myself, right? <gasps> and me. like a kid on the school bus, I was right. on that shuttle. And that's when I first met Nicole White. And I felt like she just took me under her wing. Oh, my gosh. How cute is that? Yeah. And it was like, um, it, it taught me a lot because I actually was asked a question, like, what made you come to market? And you just started. Yeah. And it was like, well, I want to be ready for what I want, yeah. you know? And so I kept going every time because, A, it. I love the social aspect, but I also want to learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, wanted to learn. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry, something got stuck in my throat, but yeah. I think With that's wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me laugh even more. <laughs> oh my gosh. Get it out. Give it to us. Give it to us. But no, it's the truth. It was like, okay, you got to start somewhere. It's the yeah. point. Yeah, for sure. I love market. I'm I'm shocked that people don't, but I I can understand it. I can get it, and it's 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 and it's it's a huge expense to be completely honest. It is. Um, but thankfully, like we're at a point, and then being very candid and open, like at this point, like I think everything is being covered with points. I don't think we're paying mm -hmm. for anything at this point. No. Like even for even sure. like last time. Well, I mean, got, uh, you know, like gas and stuff like that, and maybe like food. But like our stay is covered, and if we do fly down, that'll be covered with points. Like we're not paying for any of this yeah which is great so we talked about so many things i think i just have one last question yeah. that i ask a lot and that is what advice yes. would you give someone who's just starting okay well first off what's your advice <laughs> i want to know that because you All asked right. everybody else i'm interested in hearing what you think my advice i'll give some that was given to me okay. and that is listen to podcasts so you oh can hear so, so you can hear other designers talk so right, good. and share. So I literally binge listened to Luana Guerra's podcast. Yep. yep. Dreamed that I was. And then I what? this year. I know. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm going to do a I podcast think, and interview you. How about that? I love that you should. <laughs> I can't wait. But no, seriously, I think that was the best advice someone gave me and shared okay. that podcast with me. And then. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there and talk to people. If you don't have to be a super extrovert like me, yeah. um, it's not a bad <laughs> thing to be friendly and extroverted, but you don't have to be. Yeah. You can still like, and the DM is the best place to do it because nobody sees you, right? That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be my first, you know, couple pieces of advice. I am shocked at how many people will reach out to us and be like, I know you're so busy. I'm so sorry to bother you. And I'm like, I am not that, I'm not that famous. <laughs> like, seriously, like, I'm still checking my DMs. Like, it's okay. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, I, I have different pieces of advice because everybody's at different stages, right? Like, just coming in the game, mm -hmm. I'd be like, please go work for someone. Don't work for your... Don't, 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 don't do it. Just go work for someone. Learn from them. Whether it's six months to a year, please just go work for someone else. Mm -hmm. um, for new designers that are kind of like, you know, you're just getting started. You have your business. Um, please be okay with where you are. Like, I think there is this, like, hidden, like, this unspoken pressure for us to always mm -hmm. feel like we need to be better than we are, or we need to carry this attitude, like, you're the best, I'm the best out there, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, yes. like, you have to act like you just are so big and bad, and I just, I, I was under that pressure when I first got started, mm -hmm. and I was so cautious about what I post on Instagram, and I was trying to make sure I look good, and mm -hmm. I just realized, like do you like be where you at and be okay with it like you're starting yeah. and it's okay right it's yeah. okay if you don't have a lot of projects that's fine it's okay if you 
are not making as much money as you want. That's okay. Like stay in the game and keep working at it and you're fine. And I feel like there's not enough freedom to like be learning and growing. It seems like everybody, now that you call yourself a designer, they want you to be like, you know what I mean? Is that it's just, mm-hmm. am, I, am I the only one who thinks that? Like, No, you're absolutely right. And I'll share on that, on that note, just real quick. Yeah. About, now for me, I show up authentically me. You'll see me in my stories looking like Angelica with a ponytail. Don't get me wrong. We Yeah, I get it. You know I what I mean? It. Yeah, we all got to do so, what we got to do for that. I get that. But I mean, I'm just saying you should show up being who you are and be afraid to be human behind these squares and you don't have to have a photo shoot every 30 days. No, you don't. Yeah, if I and I felt I'll share that I felt that pressure last year. I had a good photo shoot at the beginning of the year uh-huh. and had all kinds of intentions and goals. Uh-huh. Um, to have more never happened, you know, because life happened. But those pictures took me all through the year. So the point is, you don't have to, that pressure I felt, it didn't come from myself. It came from things I was seeing. It comes from things you're seeing. And don't get me wrong, because if y'all look at my stuff, we got photo shoots all day, every day. Like, don't get me wrong. I do. But I'm also in a position where I can pay to have that. And that's my brand is is ready to manage. Mm -hmm. Coming out the gate, I felt like, you know, I don't know. I just felt like there was this like pressure to be better than what I was. And I just wasn't. And even now I'm just not. And I feel like, I feel like I still have that pressure now. People want me to walk around acting like I'm better than I am. I'm not. Like I get that we get, Mm -hmm. we're getting recognition and we're so grateful. Obviously, like this ain't nothing but the Lord being nice to me. Like, thank you, Jesus, right? Amen. But at the same time, I keep looking at myself like, oh, my God, I have so much to learn. Like, I have so many jobs that I need to do. Like, we're not even getting started and you're not even seeing what we can do. Right. Right. Um, But for anyone, I think that would be my advice. Like, be okay with where you are. Be okay that it's not it's not finished. You know, you're not at the top of the mountain. So obviously you're getting there. Yeah, I I love that. I love it. And this, I agree with you 100%. And I always share that I still have a ways to go. I'm yeah. still learning. You know, I know that I'm not where I, I want to be, you know, certain things like that. And some people think, you know, I don't know. I, I think I joked about this one time in my story. Like, you know, if you just so happen to come out the womb being so great and amazing, <laughs> that's great. But, but everybody they, didn't. I mean, like, I don't know. I just see some designers who come out the gate and they are just convinced they are the sun, moon, and stars. And I get it. <laughs> that's I love it. Like, go be that. But mm. don't tell me I got to be that. And don't make sure. it seem like I'm not doing something correct because I'm not out here trying to tell you how amazing I am. I'm literally fumbling over things every day, trying to figure out what in the world we, is happening. Like today, like I was like, talking to my assistant, like, what are we even doing? Like, I, we can't even, I can't even figure out this guest room. Like, it's, it's literally like, that is where we are. And guess yeah. what? It is what it is. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to be somebody I'm not. Yeah. But I, I do feel like there's this unspoken pressure for us. And then as Black designers, I also think we have to be mindful, like, you know, we want to come correct. And, you know, it feels like we have to do twice as much to be considered equal. And so there's this other pressure that you're trying to, like, not be looked at as your inferior. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's a lot. So just be ready. You got people like Kelly Collier Clark out here, you guys, that y'all can reach out to <laughs> help you and straighten it out. So listen, at the end of the day, I'm going to say call Duval. DM him. Mm, okay, but, it's not. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, 
It's true. But I also want to mention this because you and I talked about this earlier and it is about a little bit of faith base in here. Oh but also, I think that when you do get out there, if you just so happen to be a shining star in some areas and you're getting acknowledged for it or whatever that looks like, don't be apologetic about that. Kelly. Collier Clark. Listen, that's a whole podcast. I'm going to just, okay, listen. <laughs> we didn't actually get into this conversation though, right. but I will share. I've, I've had to learn. And I think a lot of your listeners are probably going to go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. It is that you got to come to a place where you're okay not to dim your light. Like you just mm-hmm. have to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And people are not going to like it. And mm-hmm. honestly, it really is okay. And I am learning the older I get, all of these smiles in front of your face are actually not smiles. It's a grimace. Mm. And so the applause that you're getting is for someone to clap just so they don't do something else, right? Like it Mm -hmm. is what it is. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are feeling that, don't dim it. Like be your best. Like you have one life, go be your best. What do you think? I agree 100% because it's something that, like, you get one life, right? You get one life, right? One life, you get one shot. And if you are bold enough and blessed enough to wake up and decide to do this, and it's something that you love and somebody has you on their radar, it's favor. I mean, I don't even want to start because I'll preach. A Look, listen, like... Go preach. Go preach. Because <laughs> all I'm thinking while you're talking is that, like, if the Lord really has something for you, Mm-hmm. and you don't go get it fully, you ain't none but in his way. Yes. So if, if you in his way, there's a problem. That's so right. Go, go do what he's telling you to do. And the rest, let him handle. Yep. You got to have those open palms to right. receive it. And don't be apologetic about it. That's the only thing that came to my mind that I just wanted to add. Because, you know, being humble is one thing. But also, don't be humble to a fault where you can't even hold your head up and take a bow. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you get pressed or whatever that looks like. So, yeah. Yes. I feel like we need a part two. Um, <laughs> like, oh, gosh, Kelly. I swear to you, if, if they write in and they're like, please don't have them back on, you better tell me. <laughs> I will change my whole attitude, I promise. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day. No, but this was great. This was such a good conversation. I'm so glad that we had it. I'm so happy that you say yes. And oh, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Let me give my last words. My last words, I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. I have listened to, like I told you, almost all of your podcasts. Oh. I love how you listen. I love how you engage. I love how you're spotlighting designers and giving us space. Like Those things aren't go- going unnoticed. Like It's Thank not. You. And I'm not the only one who sees it. And I'm not the only one who feels this way. Um, so keep it up. I think you're, this is such an inspiration to so many other people, me, me included. Uh, I'm very proud of you. And, and if we can do anything on our end, obviously this is a, you know, just to let everybody know we're here to help you out and support. Oh, thank you. You got me over here <laughs> blushing and getting goosebumps and everything. <laughs> you the moment right now, plot twist, you the moment. I appreciate you. I really do. I appreciate you saying it. And I, I know it's coming from a genuine place. It and is. I appreciate it. So thank you. I love this. I love everything about the fact that this was something that was put in my spirit. I told you, started oh off as live conversations during quarantine okay. and here we are. So I'm excited about all the relationships. I get to make a whole bunch of new friends in the Yay! process. So yes, I can't wait to see 
you in the springtime. Yes. Well, I will see you soon, sweetie. I will. Yes. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. And this was a great talk. And I look forward to talking again soon. All right. Have, have a good one, love. You too. Take care. Bye.